0: Hey guys and welcome to Talk To Me Now featuring Miss Gracie Pacey. In today's episode we're going to be discussing the current global pandemic we are going through and how this has affected university students and their studies. So, as you may or may not be aware, our current Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced on the the UK would be placed in a lockdown on the 20th of December. So, at present, the UK is in a lockdown. Um, You know, everything is closed. People are only allowed out for essential travel, nothing else is allowed. In his press release, Boris Johnson mentioned the closure of schools, primary schools, secondary schools and colleges. However, there was no mention whatsoever of universities or university students.
1: Primary schools, secondary schools and colleges across England must move to remote provision from tomorrow, except for vulnerable children and the children of key workers. Everyone will still be able to access earlier settings such as nurseries. We recognise that this will mean it's not possible or fair for all exams to go ahead this summer as normal. The Education Secretary will work with Ofqual to put in place alternative arrangements. We will provide extra support to ensure that pupils entitled to free school meals will continue to receive them while schools are closed and we will distribute more devices to support remote education. I completely understand the inconvenience and distress this late change will cause millions of parents and pupils up and down the country. Parents whose children were in school today may reasonably ask why we did not take this decision sooner. And the answer is simply that we've been doing everything in our power to keep schools open, because we know how important each day in education is to children's life chances. And I want to stress that the problem is not that schools are unsafe for children. Children are still very unlikely to be severely affected by even the new variant of Covid.
0: In this particular I won't exactly be criticising the way the government has handled the coronavirus and the COVID-19 crisis. Um, I will be focusing more on the university students, the support that they need, the lack of support that they're getting, how university students are feeling at present, because I feel like the voice of the university students needs to be heard. In more than one case, we have seen that university students are commonly ignored. Excluding the current crisis that we're going through, university students are expected to sort of manage life on their own and muddle through things and, you know, find their own way out. Me, I was a university student myself. Uh, Fortunately for me, I went to university during very normal times where we were allowed to go outside and socialise with people. We were allowed into the classrooms and, you know, we were allowed to sort of do our work and we had the resources readily available for us to use without any restrictions. However, university still wasn't a walk in the park. It is quite a difficult environment to navigate and um, there is a lot of self-help and self-learning that you need to do so with the coronavirus crisis that we are going through right now and um, i wanted to hear from some actual students about their experiences and how they're dealing with things so obviously It is possible for students to learn and um, carry on their learning from home, virtually and otherwise. Um, However, these methods of learning don't actually work for everybody. Some people, you know, learn differently and some people like the environment of being in the classroom, being around other people. Now, with that being said, If you're an academic student then the transition from going into your lectures to working from home might have been a bit easier. However if you are a student that studies more creative studies like fashion design or theatre for example it hasn't really been an easy transition because there are a lot of practical work that needs to be done and there is a lot of equipment that the universities do provide that a lot of people don't have at home. For example, industrial sewing machines, if you're a fashion student, not many people would have an industrial at home or an overlocker at their disposal. This is something that they would have gone into the university to use and would have been allowed to use. However, with um, students only being allowed into the buildings um, by appointment and other methods, it has made it quite difficult for a lot of students to get on with their studies and produce work to the best of their ability. Another crisis that students have been dealing with currently is dealing with their accommodation so I have heard from quite a few students that they're still being made to pay for empty rooms that they can't live in right now because they're not allowed to travel to the property that they're living to because it's deemed as unnecessary travel There's a lot of students did end up going home and um, when the coronavirus first hit and that makes sense because I would have gone home as well I wouldn't have wanted to be at university living on campus in such a scary time and we have to understand that and I'm sure that you're all aware a lot of students study outside of their home towns they you know travel for uni and they like to get the full-on uni experience which they are not getting right now so I definitely don't think it's fair to be made to pay rent on somewhere that you're not even residing in and a lot of students have had to pay or have already paid in advance and they're not being offered that money back so even before this whole coronavirus situation Students would have problems dealing with private landlords because a lot of these private landlords are incredibly unfair when it comes to renting to students and young people in general. So with that being said, for students to have been made to pay such huge amounts in not only university fees but then to have to pay for their accommodation and it's somewhere that they're not even living in I can't imagine the type of turmoil or the turbulent feelings that a lot of these students are currently dealing with I'm going to go on ahead and let you guys listen to some real students who had a lot to say about how they're coping with the current situation that we're going through so take a listen here
2: Uh, my name is Kame and I go to the University of Sussex and I'm studying journalism. I'm a second year student. Um. So what I really wanted to point out by saying is that I don't feel that nine grand, we have to be paying that back for this year, particularly. Because we're not getting the adequate learning that we deserve that should be covered that's worth nine grand like we're not sports centers closed there's no sports or extracurricular activities uh going to the library is very complicated now especially in my university you have to book a place in advance and you have to book your particular seat uh social distancing of course you have to wear a mask even if you're sitting on your own it's like the motivation to go to the library the environment of the library is completely changed it's not 24 hours So the libraries, they're not 24 hours anymore. The facilities that usually would be 24 hours, like the Media Labs and the Sky Labs, where you could use Macs and PCs and printers, they're not available anymore for 24 hours. So like, what what are we paying for? What is the nine grand for? That's what I'm trying to understand. So all the petitions that students are signing now, all the petitions mean that the government are going to discuss it in Parliament. They could just reject it straight away because, like I've been saying, during this pandemic, the government is so concerned about the economy that they don't want to pay students back. They don't want to lose any money. Nine grand for this year, that is not worth it. To me, that's robbery. And with the Zoom classes, especially what I was thinking, um, is that the Zoom classes, they're not productive for every student. Every student learns in a different way. Me, for example, I like to, my course, I'm doing journalism and it's a very hands-on course. There's like, uh, you have to interview people, you have to use specialised equipment like TASCams, cameras. Uh, it, it's things that you have to go to the media store to get and that's closed at the moment, by the way. So we're not getting that same journalism experience, you know, hands-on. Every interview we do with this, um, our participant is over Zoom, which is completely different. We can't use specialised equipment to show different, like, camera angles and lighting equipment to make our piece the best we can. Like, that's all finished. Like, I, I feel like we could have just done this course using our phones. We never had to go in at all. So, yeah, basically. <laughs> and... Another thing that is a technicality issue I feel with Zoom is that most students have their cameras off, and that's fine. The students have to have their cameras on, but for me, it feels like I'm not even in class at all. Just everyone looking at a black screen or empty avatar. Everyone's muted. The teacher asks a question, nobody speaks. Like it's just so so different, and I don't expect the teachers to do anything about that because it's not their fault, but in some cases in seminars they've said could you please put your cameras on but then not every student wants to everyone has an excuse it just it's it's the lack of motivation for me it it brings my motivation completely down it brings my work ethic completely down i don't even want to do any any uni work anymore and i'm in my second year so this actually counts towards my degree and i feel like future employers and they ask students, you know, uh, what year did you graduate? And then we tell them the year. Oh, that's the COVID year. OK, so whatever degree we get at the end of the day, it's not our fault because it's the quality of learning that we're not being given. And just for that, I feel that I've said this so many times already, but reduce the fees, reduce the fees. Nine grand, nine point two thousand pounds for one year. No yeah so during uh my first year second semester and i I knew covid was getting serious serious when they said okay classes are over everything's gonna be online and at that time i was living at university accommodation so gradually everyone started to go home so i'm like okay i'm going home and then because it was university accommodation I was like i'm not paying for my last installment of rent if i'm not there and they waived everyone's rent so that was fine but this year um (laughs) i have a private landlord because i'm living in a house i'm not living on university accommodation and because it's a private landlord he's not going to waive our rent so i feel like i'm paying for nothing really and in our first year when covid started it was so weird me and my friends we were like okay we'll see each other in the summer because we thought this would only last one term but no no way and it was different during the first term I mean when COVID first started the first lockdown I as soon as I came home when I came to London I was like my motivation just went straight down and I just in my my mind was telling me uni is finished now I don't have to do any work but in reality uni was still going on I still had assessments and essays to write and I just had to do that I just had to get on with it and do it at home and I struggled to stay motivated anyway at home that's why I wanted to go and live on campus anyway and it was just very very hard.
3: Hi my name is Kez and I'm currently studying a master's in forensic psychology and mental health at the uni of manchester so for me the pandemic hit when i was in my third year of my undergrad degree at keel and like it was for everyone everything just came to a halt and um i came home and did all my assignments and my dissertation from home and i feel like i was basically just left to my own devices like we had a two-week extension for all of our work but i feel like it was just like, we needed a bit more support. We needed a bit more help. And accommodation-wise, I had to still pay off my accommodation I had at university. Um, there was no way of getting out of that, which was, again, really upsetting because I was just paying for an empty an empty room, basically. So those things were really hard. Luckily, I mean, I came into it and I got a first, which is amazing, but it really wasn't easy. And I wish we had had a bit more support in that. In terms of my Masters, I'm online right now, but I will be going face-to-face towards the end of the year. And I think my biggest kind of upset with it all is just having an online lecture where we're not actually being taught anything. We're just kind of talking to one another about the things that we read before the lecture, which is useful in some cases, but I think they could use that time to have our lecturers who are experts in their field, have them talk to us and actually we can learn something from them, but we're not really getting that. And I think also not being able to go to university, not being able to go to the library and study there and see my lecturers is taking a toll because normally I just go whenever I'm free, go to my lecturers office and be like, Can you help me out with this, that and the other thing? But we don't really get that. So I think uni students are really losing out on that actual face to face contact not just with their lectures but also with like getting to know other
4: people in their class as well hi my name's emily i'm currently um studying english language and linguistics at the university of birmingham but like most people i've been working from home and i probably will be for the beginning of this second semester which really sucks um especially considering I'm still paying rent for my flat um, in the city that my university is in, but I'm not living there. Um, I'll probably have to stay home for now, especially doing my exams at home, which really sucks. But in terms of my accommodation, I think that's one of the biggest issues that I've faced um, because I've had zero communication from my university about um, or not necessarily my university, but my accommodation. About whether they're paying for it, um, whether they're gonna subsidize the fee. um. So in terms of my accommodation, I've had zero communication from my um accommodation. Like I said, but I'm not sure if they're gonna subsidize fees at all. Um, I'm pretty sure they won't, because we're not, you know, um. Well, technically, some people can still go back to university, so I'm not too sure whether they're going to subsidise any fees. But in terms of my quality of learning, I mean, everything's remote, everything's online. Um, and the nature of my course is so discussion based and we need a lot of col- uh, collaboration. So in terms of the way my seminars have worked, it's pretty much just been my lecturer giving a second lecture. Um, no one really talks. And I think that's definitely affected my quality of learning. And over Christmas break, I've heard nothing about how Semester Two is gonna work. Um, and like I said, I have to do my exams from the comfort of my own room, which sucks. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's.
5: Hi, um, I do Fashion Business Promotion at Birmingham City University, so that includes like, um, marketing um visual merchandising merchandising buying all that kind of thing um so i'm in third year so obviously i'm kind of lucky enough to have gone through at least first and most of second year um not in during the pandemic um so in terms of kind of support and stuff um whilst we were kind of going into lockdown i was on an events module um where we were actually like running and hosting our own events Um, and obviously they all got cancelled which was fine and no one really had a clue what they were doing which kind of makes sense because obviously It was right at the start of it, no one knew what they were doing, which was kind of understandable. But then after that, they kind of didn't... There was no, like, further support or help, or they didn't kind of figure it out for us. Um, So then our next module was supposed to be um, placement module. And obviously, they all then got cancelled. But there was no support from the uni as to, like, alternatives or other things that we could have done or further help. Um, And instead, they... Yeah, so then they kind of just made it up for the rest of the second year and they put us on this weird collaborative project, um, which I wouldn't say is like particularly helpful for where we want to go and what we want to do. Um, and they didn't even take it particularly seriously. So that's kind of how that went in terms of um, accommodation. I actually live in like private rented accommodation. It is kind of student accommodation, but not through the uni. Um and yeah, like the landlord's been terrible, like there's been no support in kind of at least even cutting like our payments slightly um, or making them slightly cheaper. There's been no support with like bills or anything, like on top of that, um, which has obviously been really hard because none of us are living there. Um, so it's really horrible having to pay for things like that. And we've all been like furloughed from part-time jobs. So it's really hard to pay for things like that anyway. Um... But yeah, I think in general, just the support from like tutors and things like even especially going through third year. Um, I've just finished my dissertation. I've got another big project coming up as well. Um, And there was just kind of no. Uh, yeah, so for my dissertation, um, we were only getting 15 to 20 minutes personal tutorials a week, and um, everything was obviously recorded online, which was fine, and um, we were able to go into uni for a little bit, but only for like a couple of hours a week, Um, but during that time, it was kind of just non-content, like it wasn't super helpful, and yeah, like I said, like only 15 to 20 minute tutorials, which is not enough one-to-one time to write dissertation at all, um, we even got an email from the head of our dissertation course, um, who asked us to stop stop sending bodies of work to be read um because it was becoming too much and they were understaffed um which was not really ideal um and they didn't really spread their time out super well um so yeah just a general lack of support um in everything they're kind of leaving us to our own devices obviously not ideal um i don't know what that's going to look like in terms of our grades or anything but it was just not ideal
6: hi it's Rumi. um Okay, so I go to University of Nottingham and I study history, COVID-19. Um, I have been kind of more anxious than usual. Like, it has an impact on my mental health because you're literally just indoors, deeping stuff all the time. Like, you just, I just overthink everything as it is. And then, I don't know, when I'm just left with my thoughts for too long, it, I, but I feel like that's just like a personal problem, I'm sure. Other people, other normal people... Haven't had um, this as much. Um, yeah, that's just me. Uh, I forgot to answer the last question. Actually, what has your university done to support you? So basically, for two weeks, I had to self isolate because not that I had Corona myself, but I got a text from NHS tracking tracer. I'd been in contact with someone who had the virus, so I had to isolate. And so did my flatmates, but uh, they didn't listen. Anyways, um, so they basically sent me like a care package with like literally like the bare minimum stuff. Like obviously, I still had to do another Tesco's delivery, but I mean, I guess that is somewhat supporting. And then the grace period that they had before, which they don't have now. So those are, like the two ways Nottingham has supported us.
7: So my name's Emily, and I go to Bath Spa Uni, um. So the main ways that I've been affected by COVID-19 in my education is that um, the quality of education online is obviously nothing similar or does not compare in any way to the quality that I would have had in person. Um, when joining the uni, as most students were, we were told that a lot of it would be in person. I think that the university tried its best to have th- some things in person but obviously that just couldn't happen so the quality of the learning has definitely been not up to scratch which is no fault of the university I just wish that the sort of assessments weren't gonna hold so much value because we can't it's not fair to be assessed on like when we haven't had the same quality of learning as students in other years i with regard to the accommodation um it's actually in our contract that we should be refunded in a case of a lockdown so we shouldn't have to pay a license fee it says um but people have emailed the university and they're talking to their like senior management so hopefully that will get back to us soon um with the um case of uh, student wellbeing. being uh, my university has actually been quite supportive and really good and helpful and they're quite active in their um, support but I did miss two therapy sessions and then haven't received anything since and I think it is that's not the best And I need to contact them but it is vital that people get the support that they need in such a difficult time.
5: Hello my name is Evie Hodgson and I am an English Lit and History student studying at Northumbria University. I'm a third year so this is the most pivotal year for me and I've just received next to no support. Financially is the most important for me right now. Um, I was moved to a zero hour contract due to Covid so I've had to get two other jobs to um, fund my university student housing i repeatedly asked the uni if i needed to move back here as i felt that it wasn't really relevant um i'm an english lit student i don't need to use like cad resources i could do it all from home but they told me to move back um so yeah i've just been really stressed i've been working night shifts and day shifts with next no support um and considering everything's online anyway i just feel really cheated <laughs>
8: Hi, my name is Andrea and I'm on my second year of fashion management and marketing at Coventry University London. So I cannot really speak about accommodations because I decided not to go to one this year. It didn't felt right but I can speak about the quality of learning and the support that my university has been given to blended students since I decided to take this route instead of doing full-time online overall i'm not going to lie um i'm slightly satisfied it's like it couldn't be worse since comparing like to march from last year when it was full lockdown i only had support of one of my teachers of one module uh, (laughs) which she did activities with us and she tried to like um make us understand and give us some learning even though with all of the situation. uh, And the rest of the tutors were like um, texting us on Teams just to see if we were okay and to see if we needed some help with something, which I didn't felt any support, like just one text doesn't mean uh, that you are giving support. But things got better this semester. Uh, Teachers are actually giving more support um i can blame them to be honest like they are giving their best it is a tough situation for them like it is for us and they are trying to adapt as well but it's still not enough even with the office hours the pre-recorded materials with the online learning or on-campus learning and the libraries that are open for students like it's not enough I don't feel that the amount of tuition fees that we are paying, is. it doesn't make any justice to the quality of learning or the support that universities are giving to students in general. That's my thinking. They should reduce the fees. Even the government, like... I see so many petitions, I sign so many petitions, and I don't see the government taking any decision about reducing the fees or being worried about university students, which is so concerning.
9: Hi, my name's Stephanie. I'm a fourth year medical student, and I'm currently doing my intercalated degree, which is where you take a year out of medicine to study kind of more basic science. Um, so I have an idea of what my friends are doing on placement this year whereas I'm working from home so I know what that's like too. It's just me and my mum in the house but it's quite a small house and we only have one desk between us which is something that is really difficult to try and work between. Um, in terms of the quality of learning that I've received I've actually found it a lot better than I initially thought. The university are really keen for you to turn on turn on your mics, turn on your videos and get involved and I've found that that's actually worked very well. Um, I do feel that medical students are probably slightly more supported just because it is such a stressful degree so I've also found the support from the uni really good. I reached out early in 2020 for help from the uni and I still receive welfare meetings when I need to. And I know that a lot of my friends have also been supported, which is nice to hear. What I do find difficult is I'm a very self-motivated person. I would quite happily be in the library at 7am every day with absolutely no complaints. But working from home, I just can't do it. I find it really difficult. Um, Every time I open up my laptop, I just want to lie down in bed. And a lot of things that I've been reading online are classifying students as lazy are saying that they just don't want to do the work and I can say from first-hand experience that that's just definitely not true.
0: So you guys just heard from several university students who put forth their grievances, concerns and experiences dealing with university during the COVID-19. I do agree that university fees should be slashed as the students don't have access to the resources that they need that this money accounts for. If I just do a basic breakdown of what these fees cover and the fees for UK students are 9.25k. I believe for international students that are studying it is significantly more, um, at least twice as much. So these fees are supposed to cover academic and research staff, student services, IT facilities, the library, work placements and study abroad, financial support so bursaries, teaching support, sports and arts facilities, estates and facilities, utility costs like maintenance, heating and cleaning, repaying loans for new buildings. So, obviously, if I just go for a few bullet points, estates and facilities, one university, London Metropolitan University, for example, all of their campuses are closed. So, the students don't have access to the facility. Some students have let me know that the libraries are closed. So, they don't have access to the library. IT facilities, they don't have access to the computers, the printers. So, as you can see, the fees that the students are paying for they're not receiving the resources or they're not receiving any of the services that are supposed to be provided. So I'm just going to go ahead and round up this podcast as I know that it did go on for quite a while but I thought it was very important for you guys to hear from as many students as possible and actually understand what they are going through. If I could just finish up by saying where we must understand that universities are considered a private institution where they're not funded in the same way as schools and colleges. The government does have an influence and jurisdiction over the way universities practice and the way that they are run. So... There are some things that you guys can do and I'm speaking directly to the students but I'm also speaking to the general public. We all need to band together right now and support the students because they aren't getting the support that they need. So there are petitions that you can sign but as Kame said, um, the first speaker, these petitions mean that the Members of Parliament will look at the grievances that we put forth and make a decision it doesn't necessarily mean that the university fees will absolutely be sliced and um, i have heard some students have started a rent strike and they aren't paying for the accommodation that they aren't living in which to me makes absolute sense but we do have to be a little bit careful because at the end of the day um, contracts have been signed and there are certain clauses in those contracts that might put you in a difficult position however I do think that if a majority of the students stand together it would be a lot stronger and a lot easier for you guys to sort of maneuver in these types of situations when dealing with rent and the payments. I also think that you guys should I'm talking to the university students directly contact your um, lecturers contact the dean of your university find out who that is and put your grievances forward tell them what you need how they can help you do you need extensions Um, do you need grace periods do you need more support more learning supplies maybe they can put together like a starter pack or some sort of you know information pack that could help you Um, also get together you know try to meet your fellow classmates obviously not in person But just get to know, send emails with each other and ask each other how you guys are feeling or how you're dealing with, you know, the current situation that we're going through. And share your notes. Um, We used to do that beforehand, but now is a really important time for you guys to share your notes and any knowledge that you know, just to help each other get through this time. So with that being said, I'd like to finish up this podcast by saying I'm really, really grateful for everybody that took part in the podcast today a special shout out to Kame, Kez, Emily R, Amy, Emily H, Evie, Stephanie, Rami and Andrea I really want to thank you guys personally for sending in your voice messages to my podcast today Um, I appreciate everything that you had to say and you all made very valid points. I do think it's important, as I keep repeating, for the students to be heard. So this was really great. Um, I had a lot of um, reception from Twitter from, you know, people wanting to speak. So obviously I couldn't put everybody in. Otherwise, this podcast would have been extremely long. But I do want to thank everybody who got in contact and... You know, just apologise to those of you that I couldn't add in. Um, But yeah, again, thank you to those um, lovely ladies who shared their experience. This was amazing. So I'm just going to go ahead and finish up this podcast. You were listening to Talk To Me Now featuring Miss Gracie Pacey. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. You can find me on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and YouTube. With that being said, my name is Miss Gracie Pacey, and you can find me on Twitter at Gracie Pacey Ldn. That's G R A C I E P A C E Y L D N, and Instagram at Miss Gracie Pacey m-s-g-r-a-c-i-e-p-a-c-e-y